0: Okay, today, listeners, we have a recent alum of the Entrepreneur House on the show, Camille Kaminski. Camille is from Warsaw, Poland, and runs a business providing content for entrepreneurs that don't have much time by interviewing them and translating those interviews into blog articles. His background is in mathematics and education. He was developing an e learning platform that would prepare students for their exams, but just before sealing a deal with VCs, he decided to pursue his dream of being location in independent and starting a real business rather than working with the VC backed startup. His talents are content strategy and creating educational blog posts. Today we will address the why behind content, writing a blog, and why they are important. We will also touch on new business and product ideas and how to scale them from zero to four thousand dollars in one month. Without further ado, let me welcome my good friend Camille to the show.
1: Thank you Chris, I'm glad to be here.
0: Camille, uh, we're going to start off by learning a bit about you before we jump into the content of talking about content strategy, and tell us how you got started as an entrepreneur.
1: Sure. Uh, so, I was studying mathematics. I was supposed to be an actuary. Uh, this is a guy who calculates complicated insurance stuff for a lot, a lot of money, mm-hmm. but it was just so painfully boring, uh, so I started teaching mathematics as a tutor. Then we started with some friends from uh, from university. We started private uh, math courses, and then they would, we would go to different uh, cities in Poland to teach uh, mathematics before exams to high school kids. And then at some networking event someone told me about gamification. You'll get investments. Uh, you'll be a CEO. You drive a nice car. So I'm like, yeah. And I went through some, this startup accelerator uh, in Warsaw and then I went for my semester abroad in Spain. So everyone was going out for fiestas and I was just sitting there, uh, recording videos, teaching mathematics. So I spent like six months of work, uh, with a team up to nine people Uh on creating like a lot of content and, uh, this pretty advanced platform to find out that it's a cool idea, but like really shitty business and it was getting adopted really slowly, and the only way to make it work would be to get funded. And one was interested, and sent me an agreement copy to my email, and it was like a gloomy December day in Poland, and I wondered, I'm 22 years old, uh, do I really want to spend my next three to five years working in this project, being tied down to this one city in Poland? And at the time I was listening to the Tropical MBA podcast, I've never been to Asia and they were talking about being location-dependent, Philippines, Thailand. Uh, so, I, so at that point, I was like, fuck that, like, can I say, say that on, on the podcast?
0: Yeah, that's fine with me. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
1: Uh, so yeah, I, I, I told the VC's uh, I won't take their offer, I bought tickets to Asia. And then I knew there uh, is the DCBKK conference coming up. Uh, so I put together a short video saying, hey Daniel, I'm a huge fan uh, I'd love to be the part of this awesome thing. Can I come volunteer? And they actually replied and they said, yeah man, that's cool. Here's an email to Jessica, talk to her. Uh, so I found myself in Bangkok volunteering in, uh, in the conference and the, the cool thing was, I didn't hear the word startup come up just once, even once. Hmm. Uh, so yeah, everyone was doing an actual business, making actual money, and while being location dependent. Um, so yeah, I talked to some people, like, what should I do with my life? And I talked to Tyler Pearson and Kyle Gray about um, apprenticeships, and they strongly recommended me to take one. So I did. And it was a breaking point. Uh, they were totally right. I went to Chiang Mai to work for a uh, year. Bill Napier from Job right. Uh So, yeah, that's how I got started.
0: Very cool. So, you, okay, you mentioned, Camille, that you volunteered at DCBKK. That was 2015, is that correct? That's correct. And then you also volunteered in 2016 DCBCN conference, correct? All right. And that's when you and I met. And then did you volunteer this 2016 DCBKK? Yes, yes. Okay, so you're volunteering and you're getting an apprenticeship with Neil Napier at JobRack. And so you're giving a lot of your time away. And so we actually just recorded a podcast with Bunty about the value of doing apprenticeships and being volunteers. Do you want to share a little bit about your experience and the, the value that you gained from volunteering and doing an apprenticeship?
1: Mm-hmm. Sure. So to me, it's a difference in fi- figuring out everything on your own and uh, like getting through all the mistakes that you will be making uh, by yourself versus someone telling you what's the best path because he already did it, right? And he made all those mistakes that you would do. And the second part is uh, Neil is a like, really great mentor. So he has this ability to push you, but in a really good way, like very motivating way. Uh, so at that time, there were some things I didn't uh, think that were possible. I, didn't, I couldn't do them. Like um, He showed me um, some things that changed my mindset because he taught me how to sell something that's not really ideal and I didn't believe that's possible okay. and uh, he showed me that it is. So he changed my mindset uh, in a lot of ways that helped me uh, with my, my current business.
0: So what about your volunteer positions that you took up? So I didn't have people
1: making six or seven figures in my network and then suddenly I'm there and everyone is talking about products that's like 10k. Uh, about all those cool weird niches that they're making money in which I would never think is possible. So it was like this amazing peek inside of how you can really make money. And I don't think there's a better place to just immerse yourself uh, in this environment with like super successful niche in this particular uh, field of uh, location-dependent people.
0: Here's a good question for you. Did you ever feel taken advantage of by volunteering or doing the apprenticeship? No, never.
1: Because uh, one, it was so much value for me. And two, uh, Derek and Jessica and Alex, they made um, a lot of effort to make us feel like a part of the team and part of the conference and uh, for us to get as much value as possible. So they let us be in the minds Uh, They took a lunch, etc. And then uh, My friend was a volunteer on a similar conference uh, in Bangkok as well, but uh, He actually felt taken advantage of because he couldn't do any of those stuff and he was just sitting behind the registration table For like, I don't know like 12 hours
0: a day. Oh, wow interesting. Okay, very cool All right, great so um Yeah, I think the value of volunteering for me, because I've volunteered quite a bit in my life, and doing apprenticeships are just mind-blowing. And, um, you know, I think apprenticeships and volunteering used to be more common in the way of uh, learning and growing because... um, back in the old days, people, that was just kind of a natural thing, like, okay, you need to go volunteer and do some work for your community. That's kind of what families taught their children, and if you want to learn a mm-hmm. trade, you need to go take an apprenticeship. Like, it was it was the norm, and I think, actually, in the past hundred years or so, we moved away from that because people are going to university and feeling like that is their training there, not necessarily having it on-the-job training, and that volunteering Some people believe that it's, you know, people are just taking advantage of volunteers or internships, too. And so, uh, but it's almost counterintuitive, you know, because the reverse happens when you find the right person to be an apprenticeship or an intern with, because the the volunteer actually gets so much value out of it, which is really a a great thing, I believe. Definitely. I totally agree. And there's also another point especially
1: in the startup scene, people think that you have to be innovative, that uh, it's good that you don't have experience because uh, you have an open mind and you can create something new. But being an entrepreneur is kind of a trade, right? There are the deals that you should have, like selling, copywriting, marketing. That's And if you do not have them, you're gonna have a really hard time because you have to learn those things yourself.
0: Yeah, very true. So let's get into the meat of our show and let's talk about the why behind content and writing blogs and why they're important. Uh, yeah, so
1: almost everyone I talked to uh, during the conference uh, had a blog or he said he no, he should, be, should have a blog. Um, and I, I have a story about that. So my mom, who's a teacher, and uh, she would buy clothes in thrift shops. She's like super frugal, and she has never spent a dime online. Uh, she told me that one day she bought like 150 bucks worth of health supplements. So I asked her why, uh, and then she told me there's this woman who writes about fitness and healthy stuff online. So my mom was looking for uh, looking up some supplements for weight loss uh, on the internet. And then she published her article, she liked it. Then she read almost every one of her articles. And then this woman wrote that she's selling supplements as well. So by, by that point, the uh, woman was on authority for my mom. Uh, so when she made an offer in one of those emails, my mom bought it. And next thing, next thing you know, she bought also another 10 supplements and some product. And my mom has never bought any info products in her whole life. And the funny thing is that my mom, she doesn't even have a credit card. <laughs> so she had to ask my father how to log into her online bank account for the first <laughs> time in her life to make this purchase. I mean, that's how desperate she was to buy. <laughs> right? Yeah. So if you, can, if you can sell to a woman, like to a person like my mom, then clearly something works really well here. Right. Uh, yeah, and I should stress that This wasn't like one of those scammy, magic pills websites. Yeah. Uh, It it was a legit blog with just a lot of super valuable advice that my mom would read almost every day. Yeah. So the point of the story is uh, if you have something to sell, you can just, you can just try and sell it or you can build authority and trust uh, for your audience by solving their problems or helping them achieve their goals. And then once they know you, they like you, and they trust you, it's going to be so much easier to, to sell to them.
0: So um, what you're doing with your business, Camille, is you're um, helping business entrepreneurs create content and a content strategy uh, for their businesses um, because they don't obviously have enough time to do that. And so can you take us through... Um, what it's like to... or some of the things that you do for your customers?
1: Mm -hmm. Definitely. Uh, So the people I work with, I like to have their club because on one hand, on one hand, they're experts in what they do, so they already know all the stuff they want to include in the article, but on on other hand, they don't have the time and the mental energy to write uh, so how can you how can you go around that? Uh, so we interview them, extract all the key content from their heads, and then translate it into interviews. Uh, sorry, into blog posts. So uh, the, what they get is a well-polished blog blog article that's written in their voice, uh, has all the content that they w- they would include. So it's basically the way they would do it themselves, but they have to invest just a tiny fraction of their time and don't have uh, to lose all their mental energy.
0: Excellent. Very very nice. And what are some invaluable tips that you can give the listeners and other entrepreneurs about content strategy?
1: Mm, Sure. So I mean some basic stuff. Uh, Like, first of all, it's human nature to write about yourself. Mhm And uh, what you should be doing is write about the person that's gonna read your blog, uh, so you can what you can do is create just a simple customer avatar, so write down what what are their problems, fears, aspirations, and objections mm-hmm. and uh, wherever you're writing something, just read through this document, try to picture yourself as this person you're writing for. And then use those exact uh, things, that problem. That way, your content will be so much more effective because it's going to be super relevant to them. Uh, they will feel like, "Wow, it's it's written for me. This guy clearly knows what my, my problem is." And the psychological thing behind this, behind this, uh, behind it is, if you can describe someone's problem better than they would do, you're. Instantly becoming an authority to them
0: cool, man So you recently finished a month in in the entrepreneur house. You're on the show So I'm guessing you had a pretty good experience. Oh, yeah, My, I had amazing experience good. What were some of the Value bombs I guess you got from being in the entrepreneur house.
1: So first of all like super fast feedback loops mm-hmm. so if I was by myself and then I would Let's say website and I have no idea if it's good or not. And then like I can reach out to some people on Facebook or I don't know, try to ask some friends. But in the entrepreneur house, like there is for example Claire sitting right next to me, and I can just show her the computer, ask her if she has two minutes, and then she would give me amazing feedback, and then I can ask three people, three more people. And then it's all the testing I I need in like under 10 minutes. Right? Mm -hmm. So those super fast feedback loops would be one thing. So another thing uh, that was super valuable was, uh, that I like the people could help me with my blind spots. So for example, Paul Levine, who was an advisor, he told me something like, uh, look, you obviously know your stuff, but I wouldn't buy any of your services personally because I can hear you're not a native English speaker. And that's an objection that my clients also had, but they were trying to be nice and they didn't mention it at all. And um, another thing was everyone in the entrepreneur house, they had some superpower, right? Yeah. So there are people... Uh, doing sales, for example, Alex and Cindy, they were super good at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, I had a few sales calls that I had to do, and I got some super like invaluable tips from from you, from Noah, from them, and I didn't think it's possible to sell three months uh, up front of my services, but you guys told me like it's normal and that's how, how it works and here's how you can do it. So uh, you helped me craft the exact sales script I used to uh, lend to clients and my services. So that's amazing.
0: Nice. Very cool. So I wanted to talk a bit about touching on business and product ideas and how to scale them from zero to 4,000 in a month. So the last
1: time uh, I was creating a new business, I spent like enormous time uh, on creating what I thought that would be good and then finding out that it might be a cool idea, but not really a viable business. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And then I had a couple more ideas and I would do the same thing, like create a website, uh, spent a day or two on creating the logo. Like, all this unnecessary stuff just to find out that probably is not the best angle or not the best idea. So I had like 15 different business ideas for like physical products, uh, even a SaaS application. Uh, So I had to figure out a way to pick just one. And I used the framework from the Norris book, Seven Day Startup. And also there's this article by Tyler Pearson about uh, founder product market fit. Uh or something like this. So the questions that they they told that you should ask yourself was something like Are you excited to work on this every day for the next four years? Uh would you like to have lunch with your clients every Friday? Um, there's something like is it scalable and can it run without you? And can it be launched quickly? All those answers were yes. So that's how I knew that this is the idea that I should go with because I'm super excited to work with with my clients. They're like experts in what they do. Uh, So talking to them is amazing. And I learned from those interviews personally as well. Uh, It obviously could be launched super quickly. And I think it can be scalable and run without me at some point. So... Uh, I didn't create any logos and the websites and all this stuff. Um, I would ask around people on the DC forum and on the conference and in, in, in entrepreneur house. And then I would ask what's their biggest challenge, uh, the single biggest challenge of content creation. And they told me, and that's how I created my offer using their exact problems and objections that they had. I crafted this offer. And I sell services for $4,000 without even having a website or a logo or whatever.
0: Yeah, that's, that's such a great business strategy because actually we had somebody come to the entrepreneur house and he spent nine months building a business only to find out when he came into the entrepreneur house, he, he spent nine months building a business that nobody wanted. Oh, and, yeah. <laughs> and, and he had so, I mean, nine months of his life. And he had so much content around this business. And so um, we sat down with him and within a couple of weeks, like he restructured the business and, and decided to go another way and create a different product and put that whole project aside. And within two weeks of being in-house, just getting from direct feedback, like he had already made, I think, two or three thousand dollars you know, <laughs> for Yeah, it's such a great business strategy to actually sell the product or service before you make it. Because then you're testing it, right? And you're really testing it by people actually giving you their money. And then, of course, you can, even Richard Branson does it, and and then you can build the the product or the service after and then make an agreed-upon date to deliver it. Any other tips, Camille, about content strategy that you want to share? Yeah, so there's this one thing. Like,
1: some people who are perfectionists, like me, and they're getting into this uh into this habit of like trying to to make it better and better and better and changing it uh every time they they look at it mm-hmm. and there's there's a way around that uh like you can just write questions to yourself about uh, the topic you want to write about and interview yourself uh, and record it or have a friend interview and record it then. Get the transcript, Uh, ref.com makes uh, transcripts transcripts for $1 per minute. Or just send uh, the audio to a writer on Upwork and get an article from him. Or work with us if you don't like to deal with
0: freelancers.
1: (laughs) And another strategy is uh, spend a few days learning about how to pick proper headlines because one, you want the, the reader to click on your article and two, you want him engaged. Uh, When he reads the article, you want him to say, yes, I want to read it. This is something that will help me with my problems. Um, So there are some frameworks for that. Uh, So spend a few days learning about those, and then you will have a simple framework for writing for the next years, which is is the 80-20 rule. Uh, You can apply this uh, this, this 20% and
0: get uh, 80% of the result. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Great tips. Thank you, Camille. All right, my friend. I think we might sign off from there. We're about at our 30-minute mark. But um, I want to say, Camille, thank you for coming on to the show. Thanks for sharing your, your business and, and entrepreneurial knowledge. Thanks for coming to the Entrepreneur House. Can you tell the listeners where they can get a hold of you at? So you
1: can email me at hi at kaminski, which is K-A-M. I am, and my company website is www.contentmarketingdoneforyou.com contentmarketingdoneforyou.com
0: We'll make sure we put all those in the show notes and anything else you'd like to share before we sign off, Camille? Mm, I
1: don't think so. I'm good. Thanks for having me.
0: Okay, thanks for coming on the show, my friend. Until next week, we'll see you all later. Thanks again. See you later. The Entrepreneur House is a business accelerator for location-independent entrepreneurs. Imagine spending one month with other successful entrepreneurs building business in the world's most exotic locations. Day-to-day, you interact with other driven and smart business people. Spending an extended period of time around them alters your business and your mentality about business. Goals are set, business grows, new partnerships develop, greater profit margins are achieved, the productivity skyrockets for those staying in the Entrepreneur House, and you get to have an incredible adventure while doing it. For those of you that are interested, be sure to contact us through the entrepreneurhouse.com website. For now, saludos from somewhere in the world.